saw your mommy blowing Santa Claus. That's right, I was dressed up like Santa Claus. Yeah, baby.
This is Hard to Jarek, and you're listening to the Saucer Chug Podcast with Johnny Chilbasa. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Seems like just yesterday it was July 4th. Now it's fucking Christmas. Fuck turning the clocks back. Fuck your turkey leftovers that you refuse to throw away. Fuck that shopping list. Fuck the weather. Fuck the darkness. Fuck everything in the world, baby. Pull up by his hair and fuck it hard. Because you're in the sausage hut. You never know how many more times you'll get to do this. You might get smoked by a bus tomorrow. Or you could go listen to 600 episodes of The Hut. Hey, everybody. Johnny Kobasa coming back at you for another shitload of fun in The Hut. As we snuff out November and get ready to snuff out 2023. Johnny Kobasa on that sewage pit named Twitter. Johnny Kabasa rocks on Instagram. JohnnyKabasa.com. The, the Salsa Shell podcast should be available on any fucking pod app. So you can tell your friends about it. If you like it, why not give old Johnny K a positive review? That'd be fun. It's not much to ask. But you know that because I've told it all about it before, baby. So while we're at it, let's get at it. I did a season premiere episode and I thought, okay, we're ready to go again. Brand new season. And that happened to be a few weeks ago. Sure did. I was ready for it all. And then what did I do? I went I went to Detroit for the weekend to see Metallica. And then I got sick. Then it was Thanksgiving. And now it's the week after Thanksgiving. None of those are excuses. Only felt bad for a couple of days, but then can't hack this cough but (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) there's my excuses for not being around like it matters i would like to get back into the weekly schedule of spewing forth wonderful horse shit for you guys but i do want to talk about first my favorite band of all time Metallica, and I hope you enjoyed the heavy metal-ish riffage that I started off with. That was me, of course, on the 1970-something Ovation Preacher that still got some kick to it, bringing the heat. I can still palm mute with the best of them, do a little minor scale. And that's all you got to do. Flat your fifth and you sound like Metallica. <laughs> so went to, I, I, I guess what happened to be the last leg or the last show of this leg of their North American tour or world tour or whatever the hell they're calling it. So if, for those of you that don't know, they've been, they went to stadiums and they do two nights in a stadium and it's a no repeat Wednesday or no repeat Friday or no repeat Saturday or whatever days they're doing. So you, you can buy tickets to both shows and they're not going to play the same song twice, which is freaking uh, a Metallica fans wet dream. And yeah, they're they're I think James kept referring to them being 42 years into it. <laughs> 
those guys are in their 60s now and they still bring it harder than anybody else on the face of the earth so why not i hope they i I hope they do it in another 10 years i remember thinking 20 years ago that they were getting up there when they turned 40 now they're 60 something and they're still as james put it kicking maximum ass and they are the set list might not be as long as it used to be back in the day, but who cares? They, they're, they're giving you 16 song sets, no, no encores, which whatever. They used to do encore after encore, which is, you know what? I'm fine with no encores because, you know, you never know. People start leaving. Oh, the lights don't come up. Oh, they're not, they're not done until Lars says they're done. Okay, wait, are they done yet? Oh, I don't know. They might have another one. I've been to shows where they play songs with the house lights up, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's do one more. <laughs> those were the days, and those were 30 years ago, but so what? And they probably did it 20 years ago. Shit, they could do it right now if they wanted to. So the Metallica, the glory of a Metallica concert is that, they, you know, there's certain things that they do that are tradition that start off like they didn't uh, they didn't really play any. They didn't play a lot of like loud songs beforehand. You could hear like music somewhere. And I don't know if that was like I don't know what that was. Honestly, I don't know if that was them warming up because you could you could hear something, but you really couldn't hear anything. And then it, so you walk in there and the, the, the stage is basically in the round. It's a big circle that goes from. I'd say the stage probably went from the 30 to the 30 in the middle of the field. I don't, I don't think it was dead center in the middle of the field. It was kind of off to one side just a little bit. And they had these gigantic video towers that went all the way up to the second, the, the second uh, deck, so to speak. And then they, I think they had like six of those and each of those, towers had at least three sides to them three maybe four sides i'm thinking three but it might have had four so the that that part of the video that's very it was just the the stage design was very innovative and i think it was i think the stage was designed to pack as many people as you could into those stadiums i mean why not maximize your take for that sort of thing you know you, you throw a stage at one end of the place and you're you're essentially cutting off seats so you put them in the round, you can have the entire place full, plus you can have, I don't know, another 10,000 on, on, the, on the ground. And then there was like the super duper tickets where you were inside the, inside the circle, like the old snake pits used to be. So I'm assuming, I think those tickets were over $1,000 uh, for maybe $1,000 a night. I'm not sure. I paid, I paid, I sat club level and I got to give it up to, Ford Field, that place is awesome. It's gigantic, and the this the, the club level is about sixty yards of you know different different places to drinks, different places to eat. You didn't have to wait in line for hardly anything, except well the the bathroom after the opening acts because everybody in the world decided to go to the bathroom at the same time especially for, uh, so friday pantera opened up for them and I, I missed i basically missed my one and only chance to ever see pantera i got there like i saw two songs decided to have one too many one one more drink at the place i was at right before i went there chocolate bar Shout out Detroit City. Detroit's a great city to party in if you're downtown. I know 20 years ago it was not like that. And if you talk to people from outside of downtown Detroit, they'll be like, oh, no, don't go downtown. But downtown has come alive in the last 10 years. And there's new places everywhere. You can have you can have a great weekend in downtown Detroit any time of the year, and you don't have to worry about safety. You can walk around. You can walk around anywhere you want, basically at any time of the night. It's, it's, it's really safe and fun and some places will stay open you know a lot of places don't stay open until 2 30 but some places do a lot of good restaurants a lot of good bars anyway so you're in in ford field or in whatever they were in and they i mean just looking at the stage is gigantic and everything just the, the the sheer scale of it is just awesome when you look and you're like oh my gosh this is there's not many bands that can pull this off, you know. I I know I know Taylor Swift is kicking some ass. I know Beyonce is kicking some ass. 
and I got mad props for those for those performers because they're awesome. They're great. Um, talk to me. Talk to me in 30 years, Taylor Swift. Beyonce, she's already 20 years into it, and she is an American treasure, and she can go as long as she wants to. I don't know if she keeps it up forever. So you're in there, and you're just waiting, and what they do is they come out to – they start playing – ACDC's It's a Long Way to the Top If You Want to Rock and Roll, which is one of my favorite ACDC songs, if not my favorite, with those bagpipes. And that was a song I don't think they ever played in concert. I like I think since Bon Scott died, they just didn't never played it. Which I don't know who I don't know. I, I mean I'm I I'm pretty sure Bon played the the when they did play it, they he played the bagpipe part, but I don't I'm not sure. I know there's a video of them. It's on that. It was on one of their DVD sets that they had, and it was like a promotional video from a. I think it was like a a show in Scotland, and it was it was ACDC in the back of a truck, and they were just driving up the street, and they were playing. They're they're all crammed in the back of that truck with a couple extra bagpipers in the kilts and everything, and they're just playing. They're just jamming out that song and Bond singing, and when when the bagpipe solo part comes up he just sticks his microphone in his pocket and starts playing the bagpipes i don't know if he's actually playing it but it's a great it is a classic video and it's probably i don't know 74 75 76 i mean they were young and it's i'm sure it's on youtube crank that one up that's what they play that's like okay you know it's it's time to go if you're not in your seats by now you better be hauling ass to your seats because we are we're locked and loaded pretty much when that comes on and that's really the that's the only song that they the warning that they give you and then the walkout music comes the lights go down and they play the it's probably the greatest walk-in song ever i don't know whose idea it was to to do it but they play uh, Ennio Maroney's classic, The Ecstasy of Gold, which is in the movie The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And it's kind of the climax of the movie. And then they, they actually show that part of the movie. And I'm sure a lot of people see that and they go, what the hell is that? And it's, if, you, if you put the three hours in to watch The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, it's really it's, – it's hard to get through because it, it – I mean like spaghetti, spaghetti westerns in general are just like <sighs> a lot of staring and – not no dialogue and shit like that but it finally you know you finally put the time in and the ecstasy of gold starts and that's how they that's like okay the lights are down and you know they are going to bring it and you could see them like they came from one they came out of one corner of of the stadium and like everybody kind of knew where they were going to be walking so the people on the floor kind of did like a quick meander over to the railings and they're like, and then you could kind of like they were on. It, it was my side, so I could kind of see them. And like you see some people walking out, and then oh, there's Kirk. And they kind of walk towards the stage while that's playing, and then they kind of disappear. And there's like a like a moat almost around the stage, and they get there, and that's playing. And then they all they all they come up to the stage. So the stage is like a big O, and it kind of has like contours to it it kind of goes up and down a little bit so lars lars has a drum set in one spot which he eventually he'll move around like a he plays a quarter of the show and in four spots so you can get a good look at him but there's also there's microphones all over the place there's wah pedals all over the place so the boys can just roam around wherever they want to so they just you know the Exosy of Gold finishes and they come out and they just go right fucking into it. And they never they do not mess around when they come out of the gate. Like they they come out heavy every time. <laughs> and I love it. And it's loud as hell. I mean, it was so loud. Like Friday night, it was so loud that I had to get I, I had to get earplugs. And I, I was kind of good like for Sunday, because it was just like I know I'm old, but you can almost, if you get the earplugs in the right spot, it almost fil- it filters it out. But if you have the earplugs in too much, like if you get those squeezy ones that just kind of inflate in your ear, they knock out everything. I mean, you can still hear it, but everything else is so quiet, it's almost like you're not there, which is kind of weird because it takes it down to like a little too much. So I was kind of like taking taking my earplugs in and out Sunday. But dude, they 
So they they started off the creeping death, right? And I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk about the set list because I've looked at their set list as they played and they mixed it up all around for the for the most part. There were things they kept between you know like between shows, like between cities, they kind of kept the same. But then there was a bunch of stuff that they they would mix up, and they it was almost like anything was on the table. They you know they've got forty years worth of music. And a lot of them, there's stuff that they're going to play no matter what, but then there's all kinds of, there's a whole nother tier, which could be its own concert of things that are just kind of on, uh, just underneath the level of, yes, you better play this one. And that the, the, yes, you better play ones too. That's probably, that's at least 20, 25 songs deep that they better play. Right. But there's all there's other ones that are still cool. Like you haven't heard. So they come out Friday with creeping death. Harvester of Sorrow, like Harvester of Sorrow, which one I haven't heard in a while, but that's a that's a that's an awesome one, just a smasher, and everybody's excited and it's just loud. And then they played Through the Never, which is a kind of a deep. It's it's not kind of a deep cut. It's a really deep cut. It's on the Black Album. I mean, if you had to go of the songs you thought you'd hear off the Black Album, that's not in the top six. I don't think. And I don't even remember, not that I remember, I've seen Metallica at least 15 times over the 100 years. And I don't remember, I mean, they might have played Through the Never, you know, on the Black Album tours. But I don't really remember ever hearing that song a lot. I do really like them. Um, the last I saw them like three years ago in, in Atlanta, and they played uh, Holier Than Thou which was just a surprisingly awesome song. I mean, I remember the song, but in concert, they bring it, and that's like a surprisingly heavy. I probably would have preferred um, Holier Than Thou over Through the Never, but who cares? You know, they were they were like, okay, Through the Never. Twisting, turning, Through the Never. Surprising, surprising pick for the three-hole. And I don't know if they – I guess the three-hole is probably – where they're mixing it up and the three four the three hole and the four hole they I think they're mixing it up with deep deeper cuts because I'm pretty sure creeping death harvester of sorrow what were were their first two on the on the first night set list and then they go through the never and then into leper messiah which is a you know b side well it's on the it's on the it's on side two of master of puppets that's another song that I haven't necessarily heard a lot which is a good one so through the so through the never and leper messiah back to back i mean the chances of that happening like are very very small and and that's those were two two deep cuts right there and 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 i did not have a problem with it you know everybody's fired the fuck up for creeping death and then harvester of sorrow through the never i think everybody's like okay i'll i'm i'm down (laughs) Lever Messiah, it's like, okay, that's not the first, second, third, or fourth song I'm going to hear off of Master of Puppets, but if you want to lead me with that, fine. And so, you know, at this point, you know, anything's on the table, basically, after the first four songs. So, like, dude, okay. And then they go right into Lux Eterna, which is by far the best song on this new album. And they did play, they did play a, a fair bit of the new album, honestly, besides Lux Eterna, I'm going to have to say it's a, it's a, it's a damn good song. Um, I, I, I like it. I like, I like it a lot. It's almost like the rest of that album kind of sounds a lot like it, but none of the songs are nearly as good. Honestly, 72 seasons. Sorry, bros. It sucks. We don't need it, but I, maybe the kids like it. I don't know. You know, as far as Mate- it's all, it's all this. Actually, their last two albums kind of sound the same. It's all the kind of the same song that they play. And lyrics wise, James is still death centric, which is fine. But there's really no other than Lux Eterna. There's really not. I don't really like an anthem. Not that it needs to be anthemic, but just like a great song. And so what? And I'm not mad at him for that. I really don't need him to make a, another album ever, honestly. But if they want to, fine. If they want to use that excuse to tour off, fine. If the kids like it, fine. So they and they kind of would. Like each album, so the, so each song had its own kind of video presentation on these gigantic poles, these video poles, video towers. And I like if when they played 
the like songs off of Ride the Lightning kind of had a blue tint to it, and songs off of Master of Puppets kind of had a red tint to it, kind of like the the album covers. Now it's not; it wasn't like it wasn't like that every time, but it was like I was just really impressed the way each song had its own thing, and you know, you know, some of it was just like it was simple and it was kind of repetitive, but it was it was like a loop, but it was fine. You know, that's how it worked. It was good. Um. Then so they go to Lux Eterna with their five, and then they go right into the with, with the doodle, which is where they you know they take a break for a second, and Kirk and Rob play a little thing. I think they make it up; they may make something up for each show, which is it, honestly it kind of proves why <laughs> it kind of proves why they're not the songwriters on the team. Honestly, I mean Kirk's the greatest guitar player on the face of the earth, and Rob is a unbelievable bass player do you ever hear his bass parts in the songs no but you know if you ever listen to violent and funky crank that one up from 35 years ago that's a great that'd be awesome if they played i wonder if uh james and lars know about um violent and funky what, what was that band he, i don't even remember what band he was in but he was in a band he just you know he's the luckiest dude on earth uh but you know he backs it up so kirk and rob do their little thing and it's kind of, it's all kind of sounds the same it's all kind of dumb but it's only like a minute and a half i think it just gives i think it gives lars and james a, t- a chance to go downstairs and you know they kind of disappear and they go and they get a i don't know get a drink of water make out with their wives i don't know what they do but they just take a little break ski poo and then they're getting ready to come back for like that's like act two you know, that's well, that's five songs and then they're at five or 16 songs. So they're almost halfway through at this point. And, you know, what are we uh, about a half hour into the show, I guess. And, and, and it goes by so fast. Right. And then they go right into Fade to Black, which is one of the greatest songs ever. One of Metallica's greatest songs. And they had this like it was just burned into my head that the the video thing they had was just kind of like this face and it was kind of just like very, it was a computerized face. And it was just kind of looking around. It had this hopeless look on his face and it was kind of like fading, um, you know, like parts of it was just dissolving the whole time. And it was like, you know, there's a song about suicide and right in the middle of, and it's just a, it's a, it builds slowly and it's triumphant. It really, it's one of the greatest songs that they know it. Everybody knows it. Um, and then, like, right, so there's kind of two parts to the, you know, there's two parts to the song. The second part is when it gets heavy. Right before that, they stop, and James, like, everything goes silent, and James just starts talking about suicide. He's like, hey, if you, you know, people don't talk about it, but if you need somebody, reach out. And when, like, holy shit, like, right in the middle of this awesome song, James just, like, goes like right into the middle of your skull and like everybody's like holy shit (laughs) i think every i think everybody kind of shed a shed a little tear at that point and it was just like i don't know 45 seconds of james holding you you know he has everybody in the palm of his hand and he just stops and be like hey you ever need to talk to somebody talk to somebody and everybody goes berserk and that's that's one of the greatest songs they have and then they go into then they throw in a 72 season song. I think shadows follow. I'm not sure. It's like, all right, all right, fine. Take a little break here. I'm good. Get some new ones in. But then right after that, they go into Orion, which is, I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever heard the full version of Orion. It's, it's their try. It's their classic instrumental off of master puppets. And it is just, it's magnificent. And it's just metal metally as fuck and with with the intergalactic guitar harmonies and it just feels like you're just moving through outer space really fast in a heavy metal rocket ship and it's and it's kind of you know it's like its own little symphony and it goes on and on and that was great uh just if, if you don't know if you don't know master puppets the album and if you don't know fucking ride the lightning the album you should get them and just listen to them nonstop. the whole album you know don't like songs out of context are fine but you really need to appreciate all the songs on those albums too really the first four albums you need to do that 
So then, then you go right into okay. Then nothing else matters. Sad but true. Back to back black albums. The back the black albums. You know every they they the black album is by far their most. Uh, I think the most people know that album, even though it's thirty years old now. Like it's funny how people kind of stood up and sat down for certain ones. It's like okay, I'm gonna all right. Here's a song from the new album. I'm gonna take a little break here. Boom, 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 boom. It's like, all right, you know, I, I just, I heard when, when the Black Album came out 30 years ago, I heard that entire album 400 million times, and there's just certain songs that I never need to hear again. I never need to hear Nothing Else Matters again, but of course, it's one of their most popular songs. They're going to play it. You know, people love it. Fine. Sad But True is always, a, that's always a good, that's always, um, that's a crowd favorite because he kind of talks it up, and then they go. It's yeah, they tune way down for that. I think they're tuned down to D. <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> that's one. You know, they just really as, as far as palm muting crunches go on the guitar. That's that's pretty heavy. I mean, it's not like super duper heavy metal heavy, but it's a really heavy guitar tone. Sabatru, and then they go into Day That Never Comes, which is often that's off of uh that's off of Death Magnetic, which is probably the best song on that album. Now that album was I mean, that was pretty it was heavy and fast. And it was kind of it was similar to the next two albums, which you know, it came out the, the last ten years. The three albums that they made in the last 11, 12 years are very similar. But I, I would say of those three, The Day That Never Comes is a great. It's kind of like The Day That Never Comes also kind of like the the um, the Day That Never Comes is kind of the theme song of Johnny Kobasa's life. <laughs> the Day That Never Comes. And it's a great solo. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, I haven't even really talked about the fact that, that Kirk, Kirk's solos are just ungoddamn believable. He's just walking around ripping these off too. Just I I don't know how he remembers to play all that stuff. I mean, I guess if that's your job and you've been doing it for forty years, I, I suppose that you remember all that stuff. You know, you got to be. You can't just fake that shit. You have to be on your game, one hundred percent, like Beethoven level dexterity on your instrument to be able to do what he does with a wah pedal. And he does it, and I love it. And he he just kicks ass. Apparently, he fell at one point, and I missed it. But somebody I, somebody told me I haven't seen the video of it yet. But I think Sunday he fell, he fell off the stage and he got pissed off and threw his guitar. I still haven't seen it. How could I have missed that? I don't know. There's a lot to look at when you're in a stadium, but you know, a lot of things to pay attention to. So, so the day that never comes that leaves us. That's song twelve. And then they go into Hardwired to Self Destruct, which is off their last album. Okay fine um and then they go then the next the last so then they got three songs to end it with i'm like okay and i I think they they made a really good choice now fuel it was fuel seek and destroy master puppets that's how they went out on friday and and i'm all for it fuel is what a lot of people shit on the load reload albums i don't load was really good i i loved load reload was kind of like the b-sides of load and except fuel which was the best song on that album too fuel rocks hard it's kind of hard it's kind of hard rocky more than it is metal and it's kind of it really and they always do the the fiery shit with fuel they're the big flames and you can actually it's crazy how you know they shoot flames up from the stage and you can fucking feel it 200 feet away or whatever however far so fuel seek and destroy master puppets so for seek and destroy they drop these gigantic beach balls down for people to just like boing 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 you know do them all and just have a good time. And I mean, they were huge. I mean, they were probably six feet tall. These beach, these beach balls had the 72 seasons color scheme, which was yellow and black did that. Then they go right into seek and destroy, which is always a fan favorite. Everybody loves seek and destroy. And it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's a good chant. It's a good chanting song. So Jesse can't destroy and then they finish it off with Master of Puppets, which is arguably one of the greatest songs ever recorded in the history of the world. 
it is if i you know it, it might not be my favorite absolute creeping death might be my favorite metallica song but Metall- master of puppets is right there metallic M- M- master of puppets is their best song that they ever wrote and it is a masterpiece of music it really is it's up there with beethoven i don't give a fuck what you think it's up there with any song ever written by any human being ever if you had to like if you had to take if the aliens showed up and they said give me one song i'd like here's fucking master of puppets bro take it it is it is the is it's probably it is the greatest heavy metal song of all time and if not the greatest overall song of all time guitar wizardry uh, unbelievable lyrics about drug abuse that are that's just taken to mount everest levels a a true masterpiece of music so that was it 16 songs in and out that got gotcha, you what was that an hour and an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes it left it left you wanting more but tired at the same time and i was good with that cuz i knew i was like all right wow i'm going to come back and do this again in 2 days so then there you go you got a day to rest and day to rest in detroit went home got a good got a good no i didn't get a good night's sleep i went out and partied hard Passed out, got up, had a great brunch, and had a great day of dining and drinking in the the Big D, Steak Sandwich City, as I used to like to call it. And then Sunday, I laid in bed most of the day, (laughs) recovering from the last two days. And I'm like, all right, got to rest up. And then off we go. We're back Sunday night. Took it easy that day as far as the... Uh, as far as partying goes, but whatever. I don't have nothing to prove. I had a great time. So here we go again. Same same intro, Sunday night. You know, the ACDC and the, and the um, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And then what do they, they open up with? Whiplash, which is off of Kill 'Em All, first album. Speed metal masterpiece. Uh, speed metal, awesome, really awesome song. I'm not going to say it's on the level of master puppets as far as the unbelievable you know i don't want to say everything's superlative but whiplash great great song great song to start off with it's it's fucking great and i love that song and it's a great song to yell whiplash and you kind of tell who the people who know a lot of people don't know what that song is when it comes out but everybody who says whiplash at the right point you're like oh yeah they know it's up Whiplash, and then they go straight into who, "For Whom the Bell Tolls," another fucking awesome song off of "Ride the Lightning." Awesome, and that's why they they had like the blue tin again for that song. They just had a bell just going back and forth for that on the on the video towers. Awesome. Then they then they played "Ride the Lightning," the song, which is kind of a deep cut for that for that you know that's that's not uh that's on the second side of ride the lightning no actually it's not it might be i don't know where it is but it's not one of their most known songs off of ride the lightning so i was fine with that and then <laughs> it's a great song nonetheless metal masterpiece five minutes of just <laughs> also about dying i mean a lot of a lot of the songs are about death but that's what you're going to get with metallica and then, then James is like, hey, here's a song off of your favorite album. And he winked real hard, like winkity wink. And they played a song called Dirty Window off of St. Anger, which is an album I think pretty much everyone wants to pretend never happened. <laughs> but they but they played it. And I, I honestly, I, I don't. I think I listened to St. Anger album like once all the way through. And I was like, it, it sounded actually pretty good. So I was cool with that. And then they went right into 72 Seasons. Uh, the title track from the new album, then it's Darkness Had a Sun, which is kind of like three three songs in a row. I was like, okay, I'm going to the bathroom. It was like, all right, uh, what are you doing with me here, James? So they, they went six songs, and like, there you go. Next thing you know, it's it's time for the little what do you, the little doodle that that Rob and Kirk did. Another, and, you know, it sounded just like the other one. They're like, oh, we've been working really hard on this one. Here we go. And they, it all kind of sounds the same, which is fine. I mean, they need a break, so that's what they get. It'd be cool if, like, Kirk, like, here's a song I wrote. <laughs> here's a Kirk Hammett song. I'm sure he wouldn't be allowed to do that. Like, they probably don't even want him to do what they did. Oh, by the way, another thing I forgot to tell you. So, like, you know, I 
Kirk or, or Lars, like he plays quarter a quarter of the set, moves and like moves and then moves and then moves. Well, between between moving, you know, the 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 drum set comes down into the stage and then another one comes up. I'm I'm assuming it's not. I don't know if it's the same drum set or not. You can't tell. Uh, don't carry the way. But w- between that in that little interlude, they're playing. They're like I don't know. It's like really loud, bassy instrumental music that i don't know if it's i don't think it's related to anything but it's really it's really an interesting little two minute interlude to it's like it's not like a song at least i don't at least i don't know it but then they but it's really loud when they do it and then they come back down and then boom then they they come they come after that fucking they come out with sanitarium which is one of the best, one of the best songs too. That's like, like that's probably song number two or three off of Master of Puppets as far as awesomeness. Battery, Master of Puppets, Sanitarium are like the the, the top three songs, and then Orion, you know, Orion is right there with the instrumental. Anyway, that's a big one. That's that. I mean, that that might have got it one of the big. I, that might have got the biggest pop so far that night, which was great. Love it. And then another one off of 72 Seasons, You Must Burn, fine. And then they did Call of Cthulhu in the nine spot, which where they, where they did Orion, the instrumental before they did Call of Cthulhu, which was an instrumental off of Ride the Lightning, which was the album before. It actually you know, it came out before Orion. So another, another one that I don't think I ever heard all of. It's, a, it's just an epic heavy metal space jam from hell <laughs> uh, you got to go listen to it by, by the way just go listen to all these songs that i'm talking about if you're not familiar with them call of cthulhu front to back i mean that's probably five or six minutes right there great great loved it loved every second of that one and then they did a little thingy and they did unforgiven which you know it's song off the black album which honestly i haven't heard it in so long that it was kind of new to me again and they did a little there was like a little video thing at the beginning of that but the unforgiven is awesome because james plays they have a um they have a they put an acoustic out there like on a stand so he plays the acoustic part while he's singing and you know, and then he'll like back away and grab his other guitar for the heavy parts which was really cool and the the, the whatever acoustic he had was fucking cool as fuck it was i don't know I don't know what kind of what it was kind of small, but it had a great tone. So unforgiven, then un- unforgiven wherever I may roam. To again back to back, black album songs in the ten and eleven spot, just like they did on Friday night. Wherever I may roam is one of my favorites off of the black album. Um, that's a, that's a crowd pleaser too. That rocks. And then they go moth into flame, which was off of the album before this. I think they they played that one with Lady Gaga. Uh, on some award show when it came out. Like, I'm about to do a thing. It's not really not that good a song, whatever. So then then it was like a couple deep cuts after that. Moth into a flame and then fight fire with fire, which actually fight fire with fire isn't all that deep of a cut, but that's off of Ride the Lightning too. Fight fire with fire. Speed metal. Fucking up your ass, dude. Great. Shoot. And then they did whiskey in the jar, which is off of like, I think garage days re revisited or something like that. Uh, thin Lizzy kind of cover, but also some sort of Irish traditional tune. But honestly, it's a thin Lizzy cover deep cut there. I don't know if I've ever remember them playing that in, in concert. Don't don't remember hearing that one very much at all. Surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Um, I think that's when they, I think that's when they they brought the they brought the um they brought the beach balls down for that that one whiskey in the jar which is kind of a fun kind of song it's not it's not a speed metal fucking up your ass type of type of thing it's they they have a couple songs you can dance to they don't have all that many songs you can bang your head to almost any of them but there's a few songs that you can dance to that's kind of one of them and then so then we've got that and then we've got the last two songs in, in one in Enter Sandman. So they close it out with one. They always do the big production thing. It's always a big production number. 
that they've they pretty much will do every time and that is always a crowd pleaser as well and that is a fucking epic saga which is another it's a and then the video for it was just i mean it's just awful that it was just i think the movie is called johnny got his gun is about a dog a, a dude who you know, went to war and got basically everything blown off and couldn't talk and couldn't hear and left them with life and hell. So that's, you know, that's probably their second most well-known song. I mean, it's their most well-known non-black album song because that was the first one that came out in what? 89. That was their first. And they they had never made a video before that. That was their, the only, uh, the only video that they'd ever made up to that point. And it was a fucking smash. Uh, it smashed MTV to bits when it came out. Um, and then Enter Sandman. You, and Enter Sandman, no matter what, is their biggest hit. Is their most popular song. Um, as far as the people of the world, most people, the most people know that song. And it's a swinging song, and girls can shake their ass to it. And I think they they basically have been closing closing with Enter Sandman for the last fifteen twenty years now. Um, might as well, might as well. No, no hard feelings on that, even though it's a song that I don't ever need to hear again, <laughs> but you knew it was like, okay, you, they're going to do that. So there you go. That was 32 songs that I just went through. And I know like if you saw them somewhere else, I'm assuming that a lot of the, uh, I'd say probably 60% of that was the same. And there was 40% of it that where they mixed everything up and like take, they took shit from everywhere. I'd love to, I would love to see what I, I'm pretty sure Lars calls a set list because he has to be, he's, a, he's doing the most physical work. But then again, James has to use his voice. But I think if I had to guess, I don't think James cares. I think I'll play. He's like, I'll play whatever you want me to play, Lars. And then I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it's a team effort, but they sit down and they do it and they come up with shit. And, and it's just so great that they decide that they change it up all the time. And they're like, we're going to take shit from everywhere. And they always pull out something that you, you're not expecting. And they always give you what you want to. Now, Granted, those are 32 songs right there. They could have done another night with a non-repeat set list that would have been awesome as well because there were songs that I was hoping they would play that they didn't. I'm not I'm not disappointed at all, right? Um, I wish they would have played Master of Puppets. Or, I'm sorry. I wish they would have played Four Horsemen. I wish they would have played Holier Than Thou. I wish they would have played Battery. I wish they would have played, uh, let's see, what else? I know there's other ones. I don't think they played anything off of Load, did they? They could have played a couple songs off of Load. They could have played Bread Fan, which was a cover they did. They could have played So What, which is, I don't know. They've got So What, So Dirty, but they've got kids in the crowd. now. There was probably, there's there's four generations of fans there. I saw people older 20 years older than me and i saw people that were 10 at one point he he asked the kid in the crowd he's like hey how are you like he always asks who's who's uh it's your first time here and he found a kid in the crowd and he's like hey tell me uh hold up your fingers and tell me how old you are and like you didn't get a response and then they finally got the camera on the kid and the kid's just like this this little kid's like he's staring at petfield like is this motherfucker talking to me? And then James is like, dude, hold up. Tell me how old you are. And he holds up five, like slowly holds up five fingers. And uh, James is like, you're older than five. And then he holds up another five fingers. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you're 10. He's like, welcome to the Metallica family. It was awesome. I mean, I mean, that kid was like right in front of the stage having the time of his life. And he's a little kid. And I saw kids around me that that loved it. So the 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 sons and daughters of heavy metal dudes <laughs> passing on the torch why not it was great stuff great stuff indeed but there there it was i loved it um i i i hope uh is i get to see metallica on every album every every tour that they do and if that was the last time something happens to one of them and I never get to see him again. That was a great way to go out. And if they decide to go out again after that and just do something, I'll go see him again when they're 70 and when they're 80. Hey, the Stones are doing it to 80. Can you believe that? I might go see them. I saw the Stones at 
Turner Field 25 years ago, and I thought they were ancient then. <laughs> they were in their 60s, and now they're still doing it. Oh, rock and roll gives you everlasting life, right? <laughs> so there you go. There's your trip through a Metallica concert. And if you ever get a chance, even honestly, if you don't, if you aren't into metal, but you like music and you like concerts, you deserve, you should go see them because they do it. They, they are, they put on the great, I mean, I know everybody's got an argument, but they, they are, they take it to the top of the mountain as far as putting on a rock show. I know U2 does a great show too, and I've seen them in a stadium and it was awesome as well, but Metallica brings a heat that nobody else brings on a scale that nobody else brings it at. There you go. That's how it goes, bros and sisters. So, yeah, Johnny Kobasa on Twitter, Johnny Kobasa rocks on Instagram, johnnykobasa.com. Go back and listen to all of it. It's fun and anti fascist. <laughs> Inherently, I suppose. So, there you go. I hope to get back on track. Give me a reason. I don't have any. Hope you survived this last month and into the shit of winter and all that. But we're in this together, right? We're in this together, so. Go listen to a bunch of Metallica. It's fucking awesome. Go buy the first four albums and rock out. And pick up a guitar and learn how to play it. It's a lot of fun. Get you an amp. Learn how to crank it up. You only need to know three chords. The rest is easy. They got a lot of apps that make it easy, too. Make the world metalheads. Play it back, Bob.